Good to have you back on this Thursday edition of the Bill Michael Show. Good to have you here today. I'm excited for today. I don't know why. Just today's been a good day all around. I just energized today, feeling good today. Uh, got the shot yesterday. I was talking about the B12 shot I got, which is kind of first makes you feel like you're energized and drunk all at the same time. <laughs> After that, man, it kicked in. I'm feeling good. Feeling good today. Uh, by the way, speaking of feeling good, I'm brought to you by our friends over. If you want to feel good, real good, our friends over at Man, man, oh, man, oh, man, you can feel real good on the beach somewhere. If you want to start thinking about tossing away the snow shell, March, January, whatever, uh, think about planning something to somewhere warm, somewhere where a margarita actually would be appropriate. That's what it's a cruise, say a Western Caribbean, Eastern Caribbean cruise, or maybe heading down to an all-inclusive somewhere tropical that's the way to go think about it uh get a hold of my buddy kirk 262-344-0697 262-344-0697 uh cruise and land vacation that's cruise planners again 262-344-0697 give them a shout because uh, they can help you out i got some emails during the break here i was just started going over some of this stuff um this one is from uh, dave listening to us in west alice wisconsin Says, uh, hey, unit, while I'm sad that the Brewers aren't there, are you enjoying the baseball postseason as much as I am? I am. This has been this has been really good. I'm a little bit sad that Baltimore didn't make it farther. I get it. Uh, it I, I, the fact that Houston is there, and I think at this point in time, after what they did some years back with the cheating scandal, I think we all love to hate Houston. I think we're all pretty much in the same boat in that sense. Houston's so good. They are a good baseball team, and – Dusty Baker's about the only thing down there that you can really care for. And Dusty wasn't a part of the cheating scandal. He came after the fact, after Correa was cut loose when the whole town. But And while Dusty's a good dude, I just – I have grown to really hate Altuve. Just dislike him. Just, you know, in such uh, an angry manner. And I have no idea why. I just, I just do. I know we have mixed feelings on the Astros as a society and as a country, but is seven straight ALCSs <laughs> like one of the most impressive things in sports yes. going right now that nobody yes. talks about? Yep, it is, and I think nobody talks about it because it reminds you that some of those were scandal. You know, you go, you go back to Altuve crossing the plate and not wanting his jersey ripped off because what everybody assumed was underneath it. You know, um, I, 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 yeah. But do, you know... It's kind of like here, nobody celebrates Ryan Braun's MVP. We, you know, it was so great. You know, finally a Brewer getting recognition, only to find out that that was the season in which he did the gummies. So nobody celebrates it because we all know it's tainted. The same thing, I think, is with the Houston Astros is we look at this and go, wow, what an impressive accomplishment. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were banging on garbage cans to let guys know what pitches were coming. And they were found guilty of it. You know, now, you know, according to the whispers below the surface, it was running rampant in baseball. But, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't celebrate it because we know when it was. But I, I completely agree with you. Uh, have, have, the, have the Houston Astros become the Yankees as far as the hateability factor goes? It's, a, so. it's an interesting I question. I, love to hate the Yankees. I don't think so. I feel like a lot of folks have not forgotten about the cheating scandal, but maybe not moved on 
But I feel like we right. don't bring it up obnoxiously like we used to. Anytime the Astros did something, we'd say cheaters. I feel like we don't do that anymore. Right. Right. Uh, speaking of baseball, I got another one here from uh, it says Unit and Grant. Love the show here in Shorewood. Shorewood, uh, a, a, a suburb of Milwaukee. Good to hear you. Says, we need more of you on a better station. Well, thank you very much. Uh, was it just me or did Matt Arnold sound optimistic about Council coming back? That's from Vince in Shorewood. He did. He did. Um, I don't think we played any of Matt Arnold. Did we, Grant? I don't think we ever did. We didn't play much of I don't think we did. We just talked to Chuck. I don't think we But when I went back and listened to what Matt Arnold had to say, he domestic. I, I, yeah, he, he, I don't know why. I put my finger on it and I'd have to go back and, and listen to it again. But I walked away with the same feeling. Like, he, he, it seems like he might be leaning to the fact that Cray's coming back. You know, he made no, no bones about it that they want Craig Council back as their manager, period. That was it. That was it. He said, no, it doesn't scare me the longer he takes to make his decision. Nope. Not at all. They want Craig Council back as their manager. And that is their first choice. Now, some say that Craig's not going to make an announcement until after October when his contract officially runs out. But I don't see Craig, <laughs> excuse me, Craig Council dragging this thing out much past the World Series. I would expect either something here in the next few days like if the Philadelphia Phillies close this thing out do we even have baseball um we got us when do we have the next series that starts I think it's ridiculous by the way that god where's it at I think it's crazy when you have a series starting on Sunday like tonight if the Phillies win tonight that's it they've eliminated the Braves there aren't any games on Friday and the only game scheduled on Saturday is the Phillies which would mean the next time we would see a game scheduled would be on Sunday. Why in the world do you wait for the Rangers and the Astros, who have done now? Why do you wait until Sunday to start that series? The same day as the NFL, when you're Major League Baseball. Why in the world would you do that? And then you don't start the NLCS until Monday. Now that I understand. But if the Phillies close it out, why not just have them start on Saturday? That it, it's the, the delay in ba- just because you're going to run you, now again. You've got who the the Phillies or the Braves, most likely the Phillies. So it'll be the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, the Rangers and the Astros, and, and the Rangers and the Astros is intriguing only for the fact that it's a battle for Texas. But all of these teams are either in warm weather climates or places where they play in domes. So the weather is not going to affect them. But why in the world do you want to push baseball back in almost November? Why do you want to delay it and make everybody wait for it? I, I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. Why in the world do you want your most important games played near November? Especially if you had a chance at cold weather games, such as either say, you know, you could have had it in Minnesota for gosh sakes. If, if the Twins would have continued to win, you could have had it in Minnesota. Think of it if the Brewers aren't a good example because the Brewers play in a dome. But it's while it is heated, you can't tailgate. What if you get, you know, like Halloween a few years back where you got six inches of snow the day before Halloween? You know, and you're playing, a, you know, game six or game five of the World Series. Why do, you want, why do you want to put people through that? 
Baseball's got an issue, and they're just way too greedy and way too arrogant to ever admit it. And they keep going, whew, season after season after season. One year, you're going to end up with a Rockies-Twins matchup or a Rockies-Cleveland you know, Guardians matchup or a Boston you know, matchup with somebody in the National League, you know, Boston-Cincinnati or something, you know. And you're going to have bad weather. And then baseball, that's when people will finally say, okay, enough. But I don't know why they don't, they're not proactive in this. They're just too damn greedy. But thanks for the email. And, and yes, by the way, I've enjoyed the hell out of this baseball season, uh, the postseason. And he did sound optimistic, very much so, about Craig Council coming back. Uh, Lane in DeHawk says, uh, big unit, when are you coming back to Tomahawk? We'd love to have a huddle here. I think LaFleur is in over his head right now, and he's just realizing it. I expect him to be fired at the end of the season in DeHawk. Um, Lane, first of all, I, and I just talked to Greg. I think it's WJJQ. Is the might be mistaken, but I think that's what it is. I just talked to Greg up there. I think it was yesterday because there is some interest in bringing us up there. There's a new bar. There's a couple of them, as a matter of fact. One of my friends owns Castaways uh, Bar and Grill on the south side of Tomahawk, and the beautiful place they gutted it. It used to be the Happy Snapper, and uh, Trish and her husband gutted it, and it's beautiful now, really cool place, and it's called Castaways. We'd love to go there, but one of the other places uh, that just opened up as well is Loophole, and a friend of mine is a friend of the owners, and they, they actually texted me the other night and said, would you consider doing a show up here? And we would. It's just kind of up to our friend Greg and the gang at WJJQ to set it up for us. But we would love to do it. I'd love to come up. And that's easy because we already have a place to stay. So I'd, I'd love to do that, come up for a couple of days and hang out in Tomahawk. So if we can do it, we can do it. Going back to your comments about Matt LaFleur, um, I think two things. One, I don't think he's going to get fired at the end of the season. And like I've said, the only way he gets fired is if it looks as if he's lost the team. Like, if there's infighting and the team doesn't respect him. But right now, I mean, even at the end of ball games, when it appears like everything is just garbage, the team's still fighting. They haven't. So let's see what the next game against Denver holds. If they come out and get beat bad by Denver or lose in the same fashion they just lost, ah, I think then you're going to start to see a lot of cracks in the facade. But I don't expect Matt LaFleur to be fired. I just don't. I think what he had to overcome when he got here says a lot about who he is. Do I think he's a tough coach? No. Now you're starting to hear more about him getting into guys behind closed doors, and maybe that's his way of taking this thing back and saying, I am going to be a tough coach. I do want to create a tough mindset here. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But – I, I for what he had to overcome in in showing up after the ugliness of the firing of Mike McCarthy, trying to make amends with Aaron Rodgers and get on that same page and coddling Rodgers year after year before finally you know kind of being allowed to breathe now this season with a team that's at its skill positions needs to grow. I, I think you're going to give him a little bit of a pass unless things go horrifically south. So I'm I'm not I'm not overly uh, in that thought camp yet that he would be fired. But I know every time the Packers look bad, man, more and more people. This is not the answer. 
This is not the answer. So, I talent here. I don't know where the star talent is. I think Rashawn Gary, um, Kenny Clark, certainly up front. Um, I think Aaron Jones is a beast. Somebody just brought up the fact that when was the last time he was healthy through the entire season? Tell me the last time a running back was healthy through the entire season. Running backs get beat up, which is why you don't pay them a lot of money because they don't play entire seasons and their shelf life is so short. You don't want to get locked into a long-term, big-time contract with them. That's why they're once they get past that rookie deal, it's a three-year deal, it's a two-year deal. It's You usually don't go four years unless that fourth year is a very voidable where you can get out of that thing year where you're paying a minimum amount, amounts of money. But good stuff, though. Thanks for the emails. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Greg in De Pere is on the line. Greg, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing all right. You got like a thousand things going through my mind now. Um, <laughs> I watched the Sonny Gray pitch uh, the other day for me, and I'm still on the wagon of Houston passing the surface around the dugout watching him. So I don't know if he's tipping his pitches at that time, mm-hmm. but is that all? What's all illegal and what's all illegal to do? in the dugout while you're watching your your co-teammates go up and bat against Sonny Gray and hit the ball 400 and some feet. Yeah, as long as you're not to... watching it yeah, as long as you're not watching it live, you're you're good. Uh, and the fact that they now use the electronic uh device to be able to call pitches in the pitcher's ear rather than actually using hand signals, they they can witness that a little bit more, but they don't do a lot of live video, I don't think. I think you're allowed to go. Because, I mean, it used to be you'd go behind the dugout. You'd go out of the dugout, and right behind most dugouts is a video room. And you'd walk in that video room, and you would look at your at-bat and how you swung and where you swung and where the pitches were and what you did or didn't right. hit. Now they just put it on a Surface Pro, and you can look at it right in the dugout. That's the only difference. And but you're allowed to do that. It just it just, it just just seemed that way that they would be either I – don't, I don't know. I've been seeing this all year to my friends uh, – people tipping their pitches and who's hitting 400 and some odd foot home runs. And the, the uh, Schwarber hit right. one on top of the chop house in Atlanta, uh, <laughs> 400 and whatever that was, 68 feet. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Is the ball juiced? I don't think so. I just think, uh, you know, some guys that are home run hitters, you know, pumping the ball out of ballparks, man. I, I frankly, I love it. You've seen Bryce Harper hit home runs before. You've seen Atlanta hit home runs. You've seen, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they certainly did it here in Milwaukee when they took on the, the Brewers. They hit home runs. So, I you know, right. I just think you're seeing power hitters that are getting good pitches and they're hitting them. And that's the – you know I'm what? Let's, let's be honest. That's the reason they're in the postseason. Okay. I'll give you that. The only thing is I remember hearing uh, – I listened to the score once in a while. And I remember hearing uh, – they're interviewing uh, John Lester – Later on, I have about 2018 when he was just hanging on, and he says, "I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with this ball." He says, "I can't, I can't tell my four seam from my two seam," and he said, "The strings are buried in the ball. I haven't seen a hard ball, a major league hard ball, so I don't know." But this is coming right from the man, John Lester, said mm-hmm. he couldn't grip his fastball. He couldn't, he couldn't tell his four seam from his two. He didn't know where to where the ball was going to go once it left yeah. his hand. 
So I think they. I, I don't want to say they've changed the baseball, but they're it's more prolific now. Um, they're the 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 because I just got a. It's funny. I just got a ball off the field. I don't know, maybe a, two months ago, something like that. And uh, it's just a batting practice ball, but it's what they use in games. They're just scuffed up baseballs. Yeah, it's not not much has changed. You know, you it's not like did it's negligible. Rawlings, like this big difference. I thought Rawlings did Rawlings get bought out by MLB. And they're making uh, the ball I, under different plants, no, maybe? Or? I don't know if they got but I know that they're contracted through MLB to, to make the specification, to make balls to the specifications of Major League Baseball. They use a certain thickness of thread. They use a certain inner right. inner ball, whatever that is, that, that hardness, that super ball type of thing with so many spindles, so many spins of the cord that wraps the ball, and there has to be a specific tightness to the ball and all that stuff. There's certain ramifications or specifications they have to go by. It just seems that some of these young guys and some of these some of these short, not real stocky guys, and they're and they're they're tattooing balls, yeah, and they're going well, boy out. I I appreciate the phone call. I know I agree with you. I I look I, but we haven't seen this mass growth of home runs like we saw years ago. Uh, plus, don't forget uh, a lot of you know, and from what I understand, I think Major League Baseball did buy. Uh, did by Rawlings. I think they did. Um, is it Rawlings? I think it's Rawlings. I think they did by Rawlings and Rawlings baseballs. Um, but we haven't seen this. We haven't seen, you know, Altuve suddenly going yard to 40 home runs a year. You know, right now, guys is in at the right time. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I, I'm funny because during the season when guys hit home runs, nobody cares. And all of a sudden you get uh, a game like last night where they hit four home runs in an inning and suddenly the ball's juiced. Now we're talking about the baseball again. You know, you get a guy like Bryce Harper who has hit home runs all season long, but he hits two in one game. Oh, the ball's juiced. Oh, they're doing something. You know, it. sometimes guys just get in the groove. And that's why I always say you got to be good. You know, my question is this. Some of these guys who have hit home runs all season long are hitting home runs. It's just we haven't watched them. They're not on the stage like they are now. You know? And now when they hit home runs, we start to question it. I don't. I just sit back and enjoy baseball. And you know what? Here's the other portion of this. Mookie Betts and the gang for for the Dodgers didn't hit a lot of home runs. The Brewers haven't hit a lot of home runs all season long. They got bounced. Teams that don't hit the ball get bounced. It's not like the umpires throwing one ball out for the home team and one ball out for the visiting team. They just keep rotating the balls through there. I don't know if you've ever watched. Every time the ball is hit, it gets thrown out of play. New ball in, new ball in. New. I don't know how many balls they go through in a major league ball. But new ball in, new ball in, new ball in. That's just it, all the time. They're looking at the seams and they're looking, oh, okay. You know, everybody's got a chance to hit it, got a chance to throw it. So if one team is and one team's not, to hell with it. That means that other team is hot. I, I'm, I'm not looking for the reasons as to why somebody may or may not be cheating. You know what I mean? Uh, woefully late for a break. Woefully late for a break. Hey, uh, I got mine in. Did you get yours in? I'm talking about the boat, that is. Uh, yes, I got mine in and got it winterized and stored and put away. And we've already had a little bit of frost. Not freeze, but some frost. You got to get that thing in if you haven't gotten it in already. I mean, that's a telltale sign, and I'm the I'm the poster child for this because a couple of years ago, yeah, I blew up the engine block. 
and it cost me 10 grand to do it. So I'm telling you, get it in. Our friends over at Skipper Buds, they do a lot of service. They'll store it for you. They'll even shrink wrap it for you and store it inside, outside, whatever it is you prefer. Check out our friends at Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. Get a hold of my buddy Todd, 262-544-1200. Or you might be dreaming of next year already going, you know what? We were out by the lake a little little bit this year, and the kids want to tube now, and they want to play off of a raft, and blah, blah, blah. So, well, maybe I'm looking for something. Now's the time to buy. When everybody's either trading it in, getting rid of their boats, consignment boats, new boats, pontoon boats, ski boats, fishing boats, whatever it happens to be, get a hold of them and say, man, I'm going to go get a deal. They're knocking things like crazy right now. Call them 262-544-1200. That's Skipper Buds in Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on Have you the Bill Michael show continuing 877-867-1670-877-867-1670 um Kent says so listen to us in Madison says uh rereading a few email conversations we had over the years and our agreement regarding Jordan Love what did Gudikin see that made him pick Love in the first round because so far it's invisible uh, the question is, what do they do now? This is Gudikin's legacy, and his ego isn't about to allow love to be benched or traded. We're stuck with this for the foreseeable future. Well, wait a minute. When they made the decision to give him the contract extension, they wrote that deal with the ability to get out of it if they wanted to. You know, um, so it was a deal that paid Jordan Love up front, but made it so if they wanted to move on in the future, they can. So it's it's we're not you know, if he's not the guy, you're not, quote, stuck with him for a long period of time. It's an FYI. Um, so I want to go back and finish this. It, it He said. uh 
The question is, what do they do now? This is Gudikin's legacy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Gudikins could have selected a very uh, the very last player in the draft and had a quarterback that is every bit as good as Jordan Love. Gosh, maybe even better. The organization has been dysfunctional for the last one it chose. Mark Murphy, fine, smart businessman, great corporate president, a terrible hands-off. I don't care about the actual football operations. Uh, Packers organization. Furthermore, what form of nepotism exists that allows Brian Gudikins to keep his position of GM, he has more than 60 draft selections and less than 25 of them are still on the team. But then as Mike just mentioned a while ago, meaning Mike Clements, uh, there are players on this team we don't even know about and Mark Murphy wants to keep a guy on the team because he is big. Really? He's actually making that call? Um, no, it, no, 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 no. Mark Murphy does not. He, from what I know, if there is a decision Mark Murphy can make it, but he leaves football to football. Mark's not walking into the draft room saying, no, we got to get this guy. No, we got to get that guy. That's that's not what Mark Murphy's doing. So I, the whole thing about people get so mad at Mark. they either You either want him hands-on or you don't. You know, if he's out developing the business and doing a great job with making money for the Green Bay Packers to keep them viable, to keep them in Green Bay for forever – you know, well, people are mad that there's a sledding hill and that they're buying up all this property and this and that, and he needs to concentrate on the product on the field. Well, then, if he gets involved in anything with the personnel side of things or says anything about the personnel, people get mad about that. It's like, what, what do you want? What do you want? Wait, seriously, what do you want? Don't tell me Bob Harlan, because Bob Harlan was the one that said to him, Hire football people and get out of the way. Don't put your hands on it. People look at Bob Harlan and say, well, God, he was he was perfect. And not everything Bob did was perfect, but Bob did put the train back on the tracks. But Bob did it by saying, I'm going to hire football people to do it, and I'm out. I'm going to hire, I'm going to work on the business side of things. Let Ron kind of do that. Now, the only thing Mark did when he kept his hands off of the organization, taking the advice of Bob Harlan, was maybe let Ted in there a year, maybe two years too long. That I understand. So they hire Brian Gudekinst. They bring him up through the ranks, and Brian Gudekinst gets hired. And you go through the list, and you look at all the guys that he's drafted, and I, I agree, it hasn't, it hasn't been great. But there's not a GM that's perfect. We all know that. God knows, you know, would you want Bill Belichick? Hell no. So you go back and you look at his picks. Now, the 2018 and 2019 drafts, you can look at and go, man, there's, you know, you got Jair out of 2018. That's all that's left. And out of 2019, you have Rashawn Gary, which has turned out to be a really good pick, Darnell Savage, Elton Jenkins, and that's it. So you got four guys out of two years that stuck. Okay. Not good. Since then, you got Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, Josiah Aguara, John Runyon. You had Jake Hansen. You had some guys that fortified the team. Stokes is going to be coming back. You still have Josh Myers. Uh, I was good good to know that when he had enough Rodgers, they cut bait with him. Royce Newman, T.J. Slayton still playing. Then you've moved on. You got Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson, Sean Ryan, Romeo Dub, Kingsley Angabari. All these guys have contributed. 
right? Rasheed Walker, he's a starter now. He was a seventh-round draft choice, right? Samari Torre, and then obviously the guys that are this year. But superstars, have they been chosen? No. Have there been other players that I would have liked to have seen come into the organization? Yes. I thought the Jordan Love pick was going to be Patrick Queen or T. Higgins, both of those guys, viable. I know Patrick Queen went through his ups and downs early on with Baltimore, but now he's he's still playing linebacker and still working out for them. Um, And that's when the Packers really needed a linebacker. But T. Higgins would have looked great in this, uh, in, in this organization. There's other guys that they certainly could have drafted. I agree with you. But I, I go back through the people that are a lot smarter than me when it comes to rating general managers in the National Football League, and they consider Brian Gutekinds to be one of the top five, believe it or not. Do I agree with that? Eh, maybe top ten. But also had to deal with a lot of crap. He got stuck in a really tough place. And we all know what that was. There's no, there's no, there's no hiding. It was, it was in, in Aaron Rodgers' kingdom. So it, it was dysfunctional, yeah, and it wasn't necessarily all their fault. They're trying to come out of the dysfunctionality. So I I, I understand what it is you're trying to say, but I'm not going to lay all that at the feet. of. There's enough to go around right now while this thing goes through a, we'll say, I'm not going to say rebuild, but a developmental process. Uh, now I think the pieces are in place. Now it's up to the coaching staff. Do they need some more? Absolutely. You need to pay attention legitimately to finding yourself a number one wide receiver. Absolutely. Whether that's once you get money back off of the Aaron Rodgers contract and the Bakhtiari $20 million that's going to come back, you need to go out and find somebody via free agency, or you need to draft. You need specialty people, Okay. And if I'm going to be drafting this year and my priorities are going to be, what holes do I need to fill? You can never have enough people in the trenches. I want wideouts. I want linemen on both sides of the football. I want guys that get after it. Go find a specialty guy, whether it's a secondary person or what have you, you can go out and buy yourself one. A big believer in the trenches and the specialty players, whether it's, you know, depending on what you do with Aaron Johnson, running back or wideout. You gotta find legitimate wideout, and don't talk to me about the growth. You don't want to stunt the growth of this guy or that guy. Stop. I want the best possible players on the field, and if you're going to put them there, that's when you're going to find out what you truly have. If you believe at the end of the season that Jordan loves the guy, then you're supplying your guy with the weaponry to be successful. Because I don't want to sit here for two, three years and watch the quote development of these guys who may or may not have it. Most likely not. And you hang on to him because they're draft choices. He's been good about cutting bait with people that he believes is not it, not the guy. And if at the end of the season we look at Jordan Love and go, yeah, you're not the guy. You're a 50-50 guy at best, and you can't have that in the National Football League. Time to go. I fully expect him to cut cut bait, to go out and find another quarterback. Maybe he becomes the backup. Who knows? Or maybe he brings another quarterback in and says it's a quarterback competition. But I guarantee you he's not just going to sit there and say, yeah, he's okay. We'll stick with him because there's no reason to. It's not like you're tied into a long-term contract. They were proactive in in specifically not making it a long-term contract, so they were not stuck with him because there were 
questions. And what he said was, I believe he's ready to start in the National Football League, but we got to see if he can even win games, right? 877-867-1670, Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right now. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. that we are going to be in lacrosse next. Looking forward to it. We're coming to lacrosse. We're actually going to do a live show in lacrosse. We're going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill. I uh, cannot wait. We're going to be at uh, Nuts Deep 2 in Marshfield coming up. We're going to be, I believe, in December. We're going to be in Viroqua at uh, the Norwegian Hollow. And uh, the huddles are coming fast and furious now. We are working on something. I believe there's one in Rice Lake. I think Tom and the gang are trying to get us signed up at a, a place in Rice Lake. And we just uh, yesterday got contacted uh, by Tomahawk. So um, and we're, the dates that we have to travel are becoming less and less. So if you've got a place, we got maybe, what, two dates? Two dates, I think. Two dates that are left available on the calendar as of right now. So uh, get it in. If you are uh, somebody wanting to... Get us for a huddle, by all means. Get it in and get it in now. So the people are calling Flipside Pub and Grill Grant to uh, – I did not know Flipside did not take reservations. This is a special event, for gosh sake. Well, so I their reservation policy. It's a big place. There's a ton of seating in there between the bar and, and the dining mm-hmm. area. But Dave, yeah, reached out to, to me and a salesperson. He's like, yeah, we're getting calls. I can't take reservations, you know, six or seven days out, which I think is funny. But awesome to hear that people are at plans to be there next week. Yeah, Dave, you're going to have to take reservations. You're going to have to start taking them. Safe spots, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I do is, see, if you want to do it do it this way, what I would do is put the tickets then get you in turn, when you get there, drinks. They're good for the, the amount of money you pay for the tickets, or then you can turn around, and that amount of money goes towards a drink. So if you pay 5 bucks to get in, that 5 bucks then goes to your next drink or two. That's the way I would do it. But then you have tickets, and then you can guarantee whether or not you sell the tickets or what have you. And if you buy the tickets, the tickets get you blank. A table or booth, or I have never been there, so I couldn't tell you. That's the way I would do it. Just throwing it out there. And then if I'm patient, what I do is I buy up all the tickets, and then I hand them out to clients. Pack that you place see, full. Pack it up, man. You have quite a mind for business, Bill. You really oh, do. Oh, I have a marketing mind. That that we actually what and this is this is the truth. What we used to do was um, early on in the network show on the road, and that's what we would kind of do is that we would go to the radio stations and say, "Look, you sell tickets for the event," and out of maybe four hundred or whatever the venue would hold, out of the four hundred tickets, you sell fifty. You know, and that way when they sell and they're out, you can say it's a sold out event. So then you walk around and you say, we have tickets for a sold out event. Would you want to be a part of this? And then they give those tickets to their customers, whatever. But they're sponsors of the show. They're actually paying for the tickets, but they're, they're paying for it for a, quote, sold out event to be a part of. To say the only place you can get tickets is at Joe Rob's Ford, Lincoln Ford and Mercury or whatever, you know. And 
this is what I just said Mercury, so it shows you how, how old I am. But this then then you have that buzz about how to sell the show. You've created your own buzz by calling it a sold out show. And people still show up because they want to be a part of the sold out show. But if you're smart, that's the way you do it. Flipside all of a sudden says, Hey, we're almost sold out. Do you want tickets? Come on. You gotta you gotta be thinking, man. You gotta create the buzz. You know? I just love that so people are already calling and asking. I know, right? Base reserve. That place is gonna be packed for you next week. And Scott Emmerich, people might just come out to see Scott. They're gonna walk I, up. People are coming to see Scott. We made the announcement <laughs> Scott's gonna be there and people are going out of their damn mind. Yeah. They're uh they're gonna come up to the table on next Wednesday night. They're like, Hey uh Bill, could you get a picture of, of me and Scott by chance? You're gonna be the one right? taking the picture. Yeah, that's okay. I'm good with that. I'm humble enough. Hell, Josh is come uh, who is the director of Oktoberfest. Who sent us the Stein. You're making up not being there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Josh is uh, Josh is coming out, so maybe he brings the whole Fest staff with him. And we do the belated tapping of something. Although that's it. <laughs> we'll find something to tap. Who knows? We'll, yeah. we'll find something. And who knows? Maybe because uh, I know Rob and Carmen and the gang from uh, from Buzzard Billies are going to come. So they're going to come over because I'm going to go see them on uh, Tuesday night for a little bit. Our friends at uh, Big Boar Barbecue. Uh, since they, the new staff that took, you know, the staff that actually worked there bought the place and they're going to come out and say hello. So we're, you know, who knows? I stop into, uh, lacrosse Harley Davidson all the time. Maybe we get some of the staff and management from there to come over too. And since it's lacrosse, I would, I got to think that our guy, Mark Meisner and the gang over at quick trip, they come over, they got to be coming over. I'm calling him out too. I this is a who's who of Wisconsin's West coast. Oh, That's abso- what this is. Absolutely. You know, it may get real crazy, and we may get Ernie up from Viroqua. Ernie may make the quick drive across. On a Wednesday Ernie night, shows up, that drives nothing. Yeah, because what I'd like to do, he's on the road, we'd like to take the sports personality from those areas and have him join us on the program. So when we go to the Norwegian Hollow, we're going to have Ernie. Ernie's a man. Ernie's like the mayor of Viroqua. God, I... I hope Ernie is is kicking long after I croak because I don't know what I'd do without Ernie in my life. I'll tell you that right now. Just looking forward to that. Maybe we get the uh, the former sheriff or something like that on with us. <laughs> Guest pickers for our our Wednesday night, you know, uh, pick against this type of thing. All right, let's do this. When we come back, um, we're going to go ahead and take a, a quick look at what do we miss, and uh, then we're going to get out of here for the day. So uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More of the Bill Michael Show. Wrapping it up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at Pella WI. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 23. 
Good to have you back. Hey, before we go any further, i got to say thanks to our friends at Veterans America. Own the land you defend. They are a big believer in that. If you're a veteran, if you're in the military, and you want to own the land that you've defended, call my buddy James. He is, uh, he is the best. Absolutely the best. And a big supporter of the motorcycle ride and obviously a veterans. Call him 262-745-3333. 262-745-3333. I don't know if Christy is a part of WXOW out there or not or somebody there in the uh, lacrosse area. But, uh, Grant, she just gave me the, the rundown on Scott Emmerich. And uh, I did not know he had been there since 1989. Yeah, he is an institution he for lacrosse sports. The lacrosse god. Mm-hmm. He's not even sports, but he's been the sports director since I believe it was 1995. Mm-hmm. But she says that Scott has been in this area and on the air working with WXOW, BBC 19, uh, since 1989. And I did not. I knew he'd been there a while, but I didn't realize it was 1989. The show next week. That's going to be great. Uh, I will wear pants, just so you know. <laughs> You're one-upping Paul Charchian from earlier today, if that's the case. <laughs> right. What? What? By the way, seeing we're doing what did we miss, can we circle back to noon when Paul described, how are you doing, Paul? And he said, virile. What? Feeling virile. What What? What? what did he mean by that? I don't know. Well, I, I know what he I, I, know what I that even means, texted but. him. I virile. I'm thinking, did he just get done tearing one off with Roxy before he came on the air? I, I don't know. His wife? The <laughs> RV? Maybe they stepped out into the RV. I know they got a big nice RV. Maybe they did. I don't know. I I, I know, and I'm, that's why I'm like, did is Roxy pregnant? Because he's he's younger than I am, but I know a little older. But he's you know, feeling virile. I don't know. Maybe he bench pressed his wife. Who knows? Attaboy. <laughs> He was on the Peloton, too, this morning. Yeah, Roxy's not real, not real big. She's tiny little thing, man. Tiny little thing. We go to, we go to, uh, God, we go to Manny's, the steakhouse, and by the time the uh, dessert comes, she's like, I'm out. I can't. She looks like the snake that ate the rabbit, so she, she can't. Um, uh, yeah, Pac, Pac fan says, uh, charges on that new mail stuff. Okay. Well, maybe that's what he's doing. 12 shot, too. Maybe he did. Who knows? Hey, we only got about a minute here, but did we miss anything big today? Uh, nothing massive. It was reported. I mean, we kind of figured this, but Pat McAfee pays Aaron Rodgers millions, seven figures a year for his exclusive interviews, uh, according to the New York Post today. Yeah. Yeah. Saw that coming. So that's about on par with what we pay Mike Clemens uh, seasonally. So that's that's par for the course, uh, uh, I would say. Uh, one quote, I just laughed at this, don't know what to do with this, but Tyreek Hill says Chase Clay arrived, quote, Looks like a vending machine out there, unquote. And now NFL Twitter is trying to figure out if that's a, a bad or a good thing or what exactly yeah, that means. Like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know, but it made me laugh. Is he, we just, did is he ripped up to the point where he looks like he's got a bunch of different slots? I don't know. Maybe. Down the abdomen or something? Maybe. I, I don't know. He's looks overpriced. Like maybe like a vending machine. Maybe it's a negative thing. I don't know. I don't know. It goes back to the Deshaun Watson thing of swiping a credit card in his ass and something pops out. So who knows? I don't know. That's about all we missed today. We, we covered most of our bit. Ba- we covered most of the bases today within the first 10 minutes of the show. Let's be real. All right. There you go. That's it. Who knows? This is We started out weird today talking about hobbits and Harry Potter, and we end talking about weird stuff today, too. Tomorrow, <laughs> I can't imagine it's going to get much weirder on a funky Friday, but... 
It may- Good stuff today, though. Good stuff today. Time for us to get out of here. Until we talk. By the way, tomorrow we're back on Facebook. We've only got eight hours to go, and we finally get out of the jail. So, emancipation. Attica. Attica. Who knows? All right. Time for us to go. Have a good one. Boop.